morning. It is Thursday, May 7th, and this is Community Pulse, your local report on the coronavirus outbreak in mid-Missouri. Today on Community Pulse, we'll dive a little deeper into the differences between the state and county stay-at-home orders, and we'll also be discussing the lawsuit against the county demanding that the city and county rescind the April 30th order by Stephanie Browning, director of Columbia Boone County Department of Health and Human Services, that details how the county will begin to reopen but continues to restrict businesses, requiring that many remain closed. With me to dive into this today, as always, is Dr. Elizabeth Alleman, local family physician and host of Your Health Matters, which airs here on KOPN. Good morning, Elizabeth. Good morning, Tim. Oh, here we are, another day, doing doing one more day forward. That's Um, right, one more day, one day at a time. One day at a time. Um, So in the world, 3.8 million documented cases with 266,000 documented deaths, 1.3 million people recovering. In the United States, it's 1.264 million. So we're still running about a little bit less than a third of cases. One of three cases are in the United States. 75,000 folks in the United States have died with 213,000 people recovering. In Missouri, our number's up to 9,411 cases with 432 deaths. Boone County and surrounding counties are staying pretty stable with one or two additional cases uh, every couple of days. So Boone County is 98 cases. And I think the way I'm thinking about this is that... um, we uh, are flattening the curve. Efforts work. Our social distancing has been working. But for us to say that we're past the peak is premature because we won't really know what the peak is until we're looking at it in the rearview mirror. And I'm going to guess we may be between peaks that um, as we do, um, as we relax our, um, as we reopen, as we relax our social distancing rules and our stay-at-home orders, that people are going to be doing things, they're going to be interacting more, and we would expect uh, that we would see more spread. What that's going to look like, nobody knows, and we're um, going to have to walk that out. So um, I wanted to first, I was curious, like, what what is the difference between the Missouri stay-at-home orders and the Boone County stay-at-home orders? And I think it depends on whether you're trying to figure out whether you're, what guidance you're getting from experts and what rules there are and can you get away with what you want to do. So in Missouri, um, the governor is still asking all of us to do social distancing, to stay six feet away from each other, um, to wash our hands, to um, avoid unnecessary um, uh, activities. Um, and that they're, um, it, the governor's encouraging us to have, in, I guess, actually, it was the head of the Department of Health who actually um, signed the order. Um, so we're supposed to be doing enhanced precautionary measures when we're closer than six feet. That's not specifically um, uh, written out in the state uh, recommendation, but CDC guidelines are what they're referencing. Um, so those are things like covering your mouth, uh, making sure that when you sneeze or cough, it's not into your hands and it's also not like out into the room. Um, even if you're wearing a mask, that we would still want you to lower your, your face so that you're not coughing at people. Um, and uh, retail sales um, uh, uh Buildings are limited in their capacity. So if you're if you have a large um, retail store, then you're limited to 10% of what your the 
fire department would allow you to have in the building. And if you have a smaller facility, it's uh, 25% of your legal occupancy. Um, the schools are closed for the rest of the term, and but summer schools are possible as long as the schools follow the Department of, of uh, Elementary and Secondary Education rules, which I did not go looking into, but I'm sure that they have some clarity about guidelines. And in restaurants, there's supposed to be six feet between tables, no more than 10 people at a table, no communal seating, and uh, that the governor, the state, uh, the state guideline is still um, encouraging drive-through, takeout, and delivery. And um, the state buildings are open to the public. Uh, and that seems to be without any other restrictions, but it says as soon as possible, so I'm guessing that there's an expectation that there would be modifications made so people could continue to do social distancing. So so it's not a very, not, there's not a lot of words in the order. The Boone County order has a lot more words in it. Um, so it clarifies what uh, social distancing is, talk about washing the hands, using hand sanitizer of 60% alcohol. I want to be clear. There's some people who are thinking, well, if it says 60%, then 99% would be better. No, the, we need a little bit of water in there to dissolve the virus. So there's a, there's a maximum efficacy, and it's between 60% and 70%. And above 70% is less effective than the 60 to 70%. So um, the recommendation is for 60% alcohol hand sanitizer. Cover coughs and sneezes with something other than your hands, regularly cleaning high-touch surfaces, not shaking hands, avoiding shared items, and if you're going to use a shared item that you would disinfect between users, and that customer-employee contact would be limited to a single employee so that from the time you entered a, um, an establishment that you would only interact with one of their employees. Um, so, for example, if, you, if this was a restaurant, there would, the same person would take your order, fill your water glasses, bring your order to the table, bring your bill, that kind of thing. Okay. Um, and all non-retail businesses can open if they can social distance. Retail facilities, gyms, and restaurants are encouraged to need to practice social distancing and are also limited to that 10 to 25% of their occupancy. And the, the Boone County order is specific that that doesn't count employees. Uh, the Boone County order makes allowances for the opening of child care, which the Missouri order doesn't mention. Uh, maybe they didn't shut child care in the first place. Um, but they're supposed to be, they're supposed to make a reasonable effort to social distance and that children are supposed to be taken care of in stable groups of 10 or less. Um, and that the, the, that there wouldn't be mixing between those groups, that they wouldn't get together for recess, that the staff wouldn't eat lunch together, that those, those groups would stay separate from each other. Churches are allowed to be open with social distancing and also limited to 10 to 25% of occupancy. Um, large venues, movie theaters, spray grounds, bars, playgrounds, hot tubs are closed. There's limitations on pools for Boone County. Mainly, you just need to talk to the health department and make a plan. Um, and, and part of the plan needs to be about social distancing. Personal care services are like hair and nail salons and massage therapy and what other things where one person is caring for another social distancing where possible face coverings for staff and customers and 10 or fewer people in the facility at any time or 50% of occupancy, uh, legal occupancy, whichever one is less and the public gatherings or intentional gatherings are limited, whether private or public are limited to 10 people and social distancing is required. 
Also in the Boone County Order, high-risk individuals, that is people over the age of 65, people who live in a long-term care facility, persisted living center, people with chronic lung disease, asthma, heart disease, immune compromise, obesity, diabetes, chronic kidney disease or liver disease, are um, encouraged to stay home and not interact with others. And nursing homes are encouraged to restrict visitors and have a high level of infection control, and that everyone is encouraged to work from home if they can, but especially people who are high risk. And there's a group of uh, local businesses who are, um, uh, I don't know if they have filed a suit or they are saying they're going to file a suit. They have hired an attorney, um, and they are uh, wanting to um, sue uh, the public health department, Stephanie Browning, uh, saying that, that she does not have the legal authority to make an order like this. Um, and they seem to have been either encouraged or coordinated or organized or led by Fred Perry, who is a Boone County commissioner. And uh, the commissioner Atwell at the last meeting was quoted in the press as asking him, like, well, didn't you vote for the order? And didn't you know, don't you know that a suit against Stephanie Browning is going to be a suit against the county? And that is an unusual thing that I'm unfamiliar with, having happened before, of a county of an elected public official um, arranging for the um, governing body that he is helping to run, he or she is helping to run, be sued by other people. So that's an interesting spotted. It's um, Fascinating to me, and it seems like the biggest issue that they have is the limiting of intentional gatherings to 10 or fewer people, um, that some of the uh, businesses are saying that what's happened is that they're losing business, that people are planning gatherings, and those are going to just, they're hosting them in Jefferson City rather than in Columbia. Um, uh, I, I don't know what kind of gatherings those are. Um, I'm sure that many people are really eager to celebrate weddings and graduations and birthdays and such um it it seems like an um of all the essential activities that that we are foregoing it seems like uh, parties um would be the last we would fight to resume but i that that's you know from a Right. Public health standpoint. Um, well, we should mention you know, that uh, at least one of the businesses that is um, supporting this lawsuit is uh, a hotel chain, and it, it yes. sounds like um, you know they're not able to have the the conferences and of course the visitors. There's a lot less people traveling to and from Columbia, even things like smaller reunions. Um, I imagine they're seeing a, a grave drop off in the amount of business that they're getting. Yes, and this brings me back around to a question that was sent in by email that um, I answered the person specifically, um, but I did want to get back around to it. And that was a question of, well, you know, if we're opening things back up and we're relaxing, does that mean that things are better and it's a fine thing? And could I have a family member who I haven't seen in a while um, travel here from another state um, to visit me? And that eager to do that, and I don't want to disappoint them, um, but I'm a little older, and I've been sheltering at home, and I this feels uncomfortable to me. And um, so the first thing is, I think that um, like 
I don't know whether this is an official recommendation, but it just seems like non-essential travel is still a bad idea. And how you decide what essential travel is and, you know, seeing an elder you've missed for a long time and someone you worry that you might not get to see again, I I, I don't know how people make those kinds of decisions, but um, there is still a significant risk that uh, to air travel because you're in a confined space of an airplane with very limited air turnover. What I hear is air uh, airplanes are not nearly as full as they used to be, but you're still going to be exposed to um, people um, outside of your house. And some of those people will be airline employees who, you know, bless their hearts getting people back and forth that need to. Some of them, you know, there's a lot of healthcare providers who have traveled to hotspots like New York City and Detroit to help with the crisis. And, you know, I'm glad that they have a way that they can get back and forth. Um, but those airline personnel, the, the, the cabin staff and the um, flight crew are exposed to a lot of people around the world um, on a regular basis. So it seems like that's um, more on the higher risk exposure and especially our elders and people who are at high risk who, are, who have sacrificed a fair amount to stay home. It seems like this, I don't know what's the right timing about travel. To, I, I have an elderly mother I'd love to see too. So, um, but I think that this is not the time. I think that we are going to get a second spike in Missouri. So, uh, yeah. So um, I think that we all value human connection, and I think we ought to figure out ways to connect with each other. Uh, preferably virtually for now. And um, I am sort of buckling my seatbelt to see what happens with our numbers in Missouri as we um, increase our social interactions. Um, yeah. Right. So, and the, the effects of that won't be seen for a couple weeks yet. Yeah. It'll probably be two to two weeks before we see an increase in cases and maybe three weeks before we see an increase in deaths. Um Although it may be more of a, it seems that in Missouri, as I'm looking at the numbers, that when there's a spike in cases, about three weeks later, there's a little spike in case in deaths. Now, our numbers are still, they are terribly high from a human individual standpoint. And as a physician, I grieve those. But from a statistical standpoint, the numbers are still low enough that it's hard to make specific comments on the, um, on the, the, the patterns. Mm-hmm. So. Um, Yeah, so let's see. I had a few other little things that I wanted to throw in, little health readings of things about the COVID virus. Apparently, um, BJC Healthcare, the uh, folks who run Boone Hospital Center, are announced uh, yesterday that all visitors and patients will be required to wear a mask inside the facilities effective immediately because they're increasing... Um, their numbers because they're resuming the non-emergency procedures that they were had put off before while we were waiting to see what was happening. Exceptions are children under the age of two and anybody who's who would have difficulty removing a mask if they needed to. So um, that is happening. There's an interesting article about maybe the antibodies made by um, uh, 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 llama, not llamas, alpacas, um, 
might be helpful. So there were there's apparently a difference in the shape of their antibodies. They're a little smaller, and they can get into places like into the coronavirus shell better than human antibodies. Interesting. I don't know that anybody's ever given an, an alpaca antibody to a human, so that's a part we haven't done yet. These people made an antibody to a coronavirus, but not to SARS-CoV-2, the disease that's causing COVID-19, but to MERS and SARS, which are related viruses. Anyway, so people are hearing about that, and it is we are. It's an interesting thing. That's why it's making the news. But we're a long way from anybody getting one. There is a um, multi-system inflammatory, post-infectious inflammatory uh, syndrome that is happening in children. There's been like 20 cases in New York City, so still not a common thing. Um, and all the children have survived so far. Um, but as cases get more frequent in a place, we'll need to be looking for the signs of that. Um, oh, I'm sorry. It's not alpacas. It's actually llamas. Sorry about that. Llamas, okay. Um yeah, llamas. Maybe alpacas too. Um, uh, there has been a, a report of uh, racial disparities in uh, COVID hospitalizations and complications in Atlanta, and it uh, it confirms what we feared. Uh, people, black people, are having a much harder time with COVID nineteen. They're getting sick more often. They're getting seriously sick more often, and they're dying more often. Um, so. There is also, and I am going to finally step in and look at it, there is a video circulating that apparently keeps getting taken out by a person who claims that they were in prison for no good reason. Um, uh, so I can comment on that tomorrow. But it, okay. The conspiracy theories, and I, I shouldn't call it that. I haven't read it yet. Um, a lot of people are moving into this lack of, clear information in ways that seem really frightening and are confusing people. And people are asking me about it, so I'm going to check it out. Yeah, well, in the days of social media, media literacy is more important now than ever. Indeed, and that's why I'm so glad we have community radio stations which where we can bring the microphone to um, minority opinions and still ask lots of hard questions about the veracity of our sources. Indeed. Yeah. So until tomorrow, I will stay well if you will, and um, uh, I hope our listeners got something out of this, and uh, I'll look forward to talking to you tomorrow. All right. Thank you so much, Elizabeth. You're welcome. And that's it for today's edition of Community Pulse once again. As always, we were speaking with Dr. Elizabeth Alleman, local family physician and host of Your Health Matters. Thanks again to everybody who donated to KOPN during Giving Tuesday Now. We truly couldn't do it without you, and that's what makes community radio community radio. Coming up next, we have an abridged version of Background Briefing, followed by the Ralph Nader Hour, Fresh Air, and the rebroadcast of Democracy Now! at noon. Thank you so much. We'll be back tomorrow morning with more Community Pulse at 9 a.m. here only on KOPN.